Well, I'm so excited that you're here to join me for Voice of Breakthrough, this podcast. Podcast. So we are going to hit some powerful topics. Every single week, we will be having a new podcast with a new topic. So get ready. I'm telling you, this is great to exercise to. This is powerful to uh, listen to when you're cleaning your house or cooking that dinner or cutting the grass, which you could turn up loud on your, you know, your, your little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. you to get so real about God and his kingdom this year that you where you go you know that you have Holy Spirit with you you know that you're praying don't do it in arrogance amen do it with love be asking for love as you're asking for God to give you his anointing his power amen the two go together you want the love of God to release healing to people around you to encourage people around you to have a really powerful walk in God. Amen? Whatever city or village you enter, search out who is worthy. Remain there until you go out. Enter into the house, greet it. If the people in the house is truly worthy, let your peace come upon it. I want to just get something about this. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, right? You actually change atmospheres when you're anointed. I could tell you some stories about changing atmospheres. I, w I went into a, uh, a place where they make sub uh, subs, and there was a, foul, a fight about to break out. You could tell this man was just hot-tempered, and you could tell his wife was kind of beat up and stuff from him. And so he's like really trying to make a scene. So I was walking there. And you know, if you've ever been, this is a little, there's only like three tables. And you know, so everybody's kind of right there. So I just walk in, I started speaking in tongues. I was like, I just break the power of this now in the name of Jesus. I'm not screaming or anything. I'm just saying it. You couldn't help but hear me if you're close by. I'm like, Lord, I just thank you for your presence in this place. You guys, that person stopped like that. And as they were leaving, the wife thanked me. I mean, there's so many stories I could tell you of living this stuff. Um, the coolest one is when I went to Russia, when my first mission trip way, way back, and they were a mob of communists were, were trying to beat up this young guy. I didn't know he had got one of the Bibles from us, from our group. And I went there, and like they were beating the tar out of him. Like, I don't know how he lived. And I'm standing there. And all of a sudden, it's kind of cool when you don't, they don't speak your language. So you're like, you can say what you want, you know. So I'm just like, in the name of Jesus, I command the spirit of death to stop. And I said, Father, I break the power of this violence in Jesus' name. I never stand there yelling all this stuff. You guys, I'm not kidding you. Instantly it stopped. Every one of them stopped, looked around, and walked off. And when the guy walked by me, I held out a Bible to him. And he showed me under his coat, we had already given him one, and he smiled. We are to bring the kingdom of heaven everywhere we go. Ho! You are to be the one to walk into that family with a mess and begin to pray and begin to declare who God is. And we are going to have to quit being shy. Now, if you're just immature and messed up, just wait till you mature, okay? Or just learn the hard way, all right? <laughs> Whatever. 
But it's time to begin to walk in this. I went to Russia years ago. I didn't know even half of what you guys know now. And God was already using me to change the atmosphere. Amen? We, know, we need to know who we are in Christ Jesus. Holy Spirit, the very Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the grave after three days of being dead. Amen? That Jesus Christ Spirit, the Holy Spirit, lives inside of every believer. And Jesus Christ went to the cross, went to hell, was beaten, abused, everything possible so that he could send his Holy Spirit to live in us. That's what he did. He, di he didn't so much do this to get rid of our sin. He did this to put his self inside of us so that would take care of our sin. That would take care of our sin. We would become holy because he's holy. We would become righteous because he's righteous. And we would yield to him and Holy Spirit would do the work he's supposed to do in this season he's in. And he knows what he's doing and he knows how to do it. So quit acting like God's not going to win this battle for our nation. Satan's not going to win anything. Except what you give him. Amen. It's time to fight. Fight for your children in the spirit and hate, fast, pray. Do whatever you have to do to make your intellect bow to the Holy Spirit. Do whatever you have to do to make your poor you bow to the Holy How can you be a poor you when God's own spirit lives in you and wears you like a glove but lets you decide if you're going to yield to him or not? You decide that. You decide if you're going to yield to him or not. It can look wild yielding to him. Amen? It takes faith to yield to him. It takes stepping out and risking people thinking you're crazy all the time. I don't care. I know I have the mind of Christ. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper in Jesus' name. Amen? I know that I am loved by God. Whew. Don't you want to be a person that God knows you will trust him and do what he wants you to do? And you'll quit just living like you go to church and you try to be good? I don't try to be good. I just give everything to God and he is the one who's good. Amen? And then when he shows me something that he wants out and he convicts me of it, I say, yes, sir, forgive me. And I want it gone. Amen? I don't want to be what the devil made me to be. I don't want any part of evil. I'm just, um... All right. So your peace which is a fruit of the Holy Spirit if you're walking with God. Amen? You can release that peace at family events. You can release that peace in the movie theater as long as you're not watching a gross movie. Amen? You can take that peace everywhere you go, and you should. Amen? You should. You should take that into your work. When you get up, the devil ought to say, oh, no. When you jump in that car and you're driving to work, they're like, oh, no. 
everywhere you go as a Holy Spirit believe as a Holy Spirit filled person the devil ought to be so mad that you're getting there now you got to know when your heart is right or isn't right I've told you this story but right now God's really bringing all my stories to the forefront um, and there's hundreds of them but I'll, I'll, the time he told me to go pray for my for my stepmother and she had like less than five percent chance of living she had a, a blood clot the size of your hand over her lung, over both her lungs. And the Lord said, go to the hospital and pray for her. And I'm driving and I'm honestly like, Lord, I don't think I can believe you're going to heal her. I'm not so sure we all like her in our family too much. I mean, she's been pretty mean. I'm just being honest. Hopefully she won't hear this. <laughs> she knows it's changed. And I'm sitting there, Lord, I'm driving to the hospital to meet my dad. And the Lord said, well, you had better love her before you get there. I said, then you had better do a miracle. I don't know how he does what he does, you guys. That's the God part. We're the ones who have to ask. I said, Lord, you have to. I'm sitting there, Lord, I just don't know that I, I know, I said, Lord, I just don't know. She already had dementia. She was in bad stages of dementia. This was going to make it worse. It was really hard on my dad. All these things were going on. And it was like, you know, Lord, wouldn't it just be okay if she goes to be with you and makes this easier on my dad? And the Lord, the Lord said to me, do you want somebody else to be in charge of when you live or die? He said, do you want to give that power to the enemy about your children? About your husband? I said, no. He said, then don't you dare ha! give that power to the enemy about this person. So I want everybody to repent of ever hearing about somebody's bad situation and thinking they're not going to make it. That is not for us to ever come in agreement with. Amen? Who are we to make the decisions of life and death about somebody else? God is the author and the finisher of their faith. Amen. We are to fight the good fight of faith as if we are fighting for somebody we wanted to live and we loved. Every single time we're called to pray for somebody. And if you can't fight like that, don't read their post. Don't put a little, little, little hand thing on there and then go and just be thinking in your own head how they're not going to make it. And then you be part of helping the devil kill them. And to be smart, if you're going to use social media, don't make it public when you're asking for prayer. You want to ask some witch to come in agreement as they curse the situation and laugh at your uh, crying out to God? We've got to grow up. We've got to grow up. But we've got to get a heart of compassion. I might be able to see uh, 10 reasons why this person may not get healed. But you know what? I understand the faithfulness of God. But I also understand the power of God to override even our lack of faithfulness. Amen? I need to, comp I need to intercede and pray. I need to say what he wants me to say. But I don't need to curse people that if they don't do what I want them to do, it won't work out for them. we got to get free from all this mess. Amen? We've got to begin to believe 
the way God believes. Amen? So we changed the atmosphere. By the time I got to that hospital, I walked in. I could feel the power of God all over me. I walked straight in there. And, and my dad, I know will be on the shadow of a doubt that my dad is really saved now. He always talked about the good Lord. He'd always pray some. But, you know, let's say he was an infant. But in that hall... My dad, who never hardly cries or anything, he did it at Lauren's funeral, but he's just a really wonderful dad. Rough guy, but a nice guy. And my dad says, Cynthia, he calls me Cynthia. Cynthia, I can't do this. I can't do this. That, that doctor wants me to decide if they should do surgery or if they should give her these meds. And it's almost no chance for her to live with surgery, and they don't think she'll be able to, the meds won't work in time. I can't make this decision. I can't make this decision. I stood right there. I changed it. I said, Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, that doctor's going to turn around and come tell my dad what your decision is for him to do. And God, you are going to be in charge of what's going to happen, not my dad and not this doctor. That doctor turned around from down the end of the hall, walked back up to my dad, said, Mr. Pierce, we got to do the surgery. That's going to be her only hope. We're going to do the surgery. My dad about passed out. My dad has 100% believed in God since then. Then I went into the room where Nancy was, sick as could be. And I looked at her and I just said, look, one of two things is going to happen. Either you're going to open your eyes and see Jesus. And really, that's a really good thing. Or you're going to open your eyes and see my dad. And then you're stuck here longer. And we're praying for that. I said, but either way, you're going to be okay because you do believe in Jesus Christ as Lord. And she just held my hand and hugged me. And I felt the presence of God. I said, oh my gosh, God's going to heal you. I said, God's going to heal you. That's when I knew. Then I went back out and they did the whole surgery thing. We're sitting out there in the waiting room. And I'll be honest, even though my brothers and sisters who were there were believers, None of them were believing for this. They were actually mad at me believing for this a little bit. So we're sitting there, and it, it was just, we changed the atmosphere. I changed the atmosphere, all of us. We had my dad laughing. His best friend there who was a Christian was there. We're all laughing, all sharing memories, all this kind of stuff. It was like a three-hour surgery. You would have thought we were having a party. And then the Lord had me go over to the water fountain, and the Lord said to me, I've, I, she's going to live. She's not going to die. Now go tell your dad. You guys, we're talking about like a 1% chance of her living through the surgery. Three at the most. So I go over to my dad, and I'm like, Dad, God just told me the doctor's not going to walk out in a minute and tell you Nancy's dead. He's going to walk out and tell you she did wonderful, that, that she's okay, and he's going to be amazed. And so my family was like, don't tell him that. Like, you shouldn't tell him that. I said, I'm telling him what God just told me. They all know I hear God. I can pretend I don't now. They hear God some too. And they were like, well, we didn't. I said, I'm just telling you what God told me. The doctor comes out. Mr. Pierce, we just can't believe it. Nancy made it through. She's going to be okay. She'll be coming out of, she was knocked out, you know, and, and she's going to want you there. And that was like five years ago or something. Now, he didn't heal her dementia, but he, he gave her those extra 
time that my dad really needed. But God used his anointing in me to change the atmosphere. See, sometimes we just think, if I just go say it, if I go through the formulas. No, you've got to spend some time with God, and then you have to walk in and change the atmosphere. You have to change all the death the doctors are speaking. And if you can do something to get them out of that situation and into a place of faith, you need to do it. And if you can't physically do it, you need to pray it. You need to pray that that spirit of death will not walk in that door that only hope will come in that door, and God, that you will move powerfully to rearrange schedules to get every person away from that, from my person that I'm believing for who do not have faith in your power to heal. Just make them too busy. Just reschedule whatever you have to do, Lord, so that they will not bring death into that room. Amen? When Mitchell was in the hospital really sick, it was one time during Halloween, and they had skeletons and, you know, witches and all this cruddy stuff, pictures around. I went out of that hallway. I said, excuse me, I'm trying to keep my son from dying. I want every one of these pictures of death taken down. I, want, I don't want to see a skeleton. I don't want to see a witch. Don't, I didn't overly complain about pumpkins. I said, I want them down. They're like, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. They took them all down. I said, thank you. When will we start standing up for how powerful all this stuff is? Amen? We can call the shots. The devil came to destroy our medical system. How? In this birth pain. Amen? And try to take away every bit of your rights, every bit of what you should be able to do. We need to start fighting it, people. People should not be dying alone where nobody can go in and even pray for them. Amen? And it's time for the church to rise up and get a little bit ticked off about this stuff. It's already turning around, but it's going to turn around. And you need to be powerful in prayer. You need to quit living your life just getting by on somebody else doing all the praying. Not that I'm talking to anybody in here. I'm talking to people out there. And you need to get actively involved in a prayer group who know how to pray. Amen? You won't spend so much time thinking about yourself. I tell you what, you begin to do what Holy Spirit wants you to do. He'll take care of everything that pertains to you. He'll just take care of everything that pertains to you. Because all of a sudden you're walking in his kingdom. Amen. You're walking in faith. You're not living in fear. Amen. And, he, and you'll know him and you'll walk with him and you'll see him. And, and you, you're going to, it's just so amazing to be anointed. Amen. There's just nothing about sin that I want any part of. He goes on, he says, um, okay, so he says, let your peace stay there. But if you get somewhere and they won't receive and it's just a mess and there's witchcraft everywhere, like if you're staying somewhere, he said, then leave and take your peace with you. Sometimes we've had to change hotels in some of these nations. They were just so gross. It's like, just get me out of here. And then you pray, and then you do what you have to do. Quit making your brain in charge. Let Holy Spirit lead you and be in charge. Amen? He goes on. Whoever will not receive you nor hear your words 
When you leave that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. Truly, I say to you, it will be more bearable to the land of Sodom and Gomorrah on Judgment Day than for that city. I'm going to tell you my story. This is the year of my story, so get ready, because I'm writing all these little booklets with these stories in it to teach something, and so God keeps bringing these stories to my thinking. These are all true. I went to a meeting once years ago, and this is when covering, oh my gosh, people are hilarious. I mean, we lived in Williamsburg, and everybody was so trying to control and cover all the pastors thinking they were big shots, and so little Bible studies were breaking out, and everybody's panicking, and I already, I guess, had a little bit of a reputation. Before I got there, all the pastors had met each other about me. I hope I have a reputation, amen? I know I have one in I know I got a reputation in heaven. I think I got one in hell. And I think it's going to get stronger, my reputation in heaven. I think it's going to get stronger, my reputation in hell. Amen? So I go, I'm all excited, okay? I'm all excited because I hear about a Bible study from people who've gone to um, some other... They were going to some of the cool meetings around. This is just when the charismatic stuff was starting or the... Um, you know, like Stacy Campbell and all that kind of thing with the prophetic. And so I was excited that there was going to be a group. And so, so um, I should have known though, because I, I called somebody to go and they said to me on the phone, well, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I wasn't thinking anything was going to happen. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit speaks to me. And basically, I can't remember exactly what he said, but it blew the phone line out. The power was so strong. And it was something like, the Holy Spirit's going to show up and stop what the enemy's doing or something like that. I'm like, oh my God. And it <laughs> blew the phone out. So I'm like, dang, Lord, what are we doing? So I'm like, okay, whatever. So I go to this meeting. It's in somebody's house. And this lady, I don't even remember her name. It doesn't matter. It's been years. She, she, she had cancer, um, but she also had a Jezebel spirit. And so I'm in this meeting and she begins to prophesy from the wrong spirit and blame her. Some, something happened, like somebody was molested or beat up or murdered or something in a, in a laundromat somewhere in the area. And she was blaming all them. Like, if you had prayed hard, if you had done this and that, and it was just really the wrong spirit. And so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to shut up, God. I'm saying, this lady's really messed up. Like, I didn't even know she had cancer. And I said, Lord, this, this lady's really messed up. But she's like abusing these young believers and all this kind of control and stuff. I said, you know, I was just like discerning. I'm just going to be quiet is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I'm going to be quiet. I'm like, Lord, I'm just going to be quiet. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, I said, I'll just know how to pray for this group. Because my heart was grieved because this was a lot of young people from some of the churches I'd been to. And they were really hungry for God. This was all new. And here was somebody completely spiritually abusing them with completely horrific doctrine. So I'm like praying, okay, Lord, show me what to do. I won't do it. I'll just pray. So all of a sudden I hear that. My heart starts going. The Lord's like, I want to speak. I want to speak. I'm like, oh. I said, Lord, if you want to speak, you need to have the lady host in the say that somebody has a word. Right away. Somebody has a word from the Lord. I'm like, oh, man. You guys, this word came out. It corrected everything she just said wrong. It turned around everything she was doing. It was so powerful. I mean, it was so powerful. And so she gets angry. 
So she goes over. You could hear her stomping around. She gets the keyboard person to start trying to play and sing. And they're all trying to do whatever she says. And then she comes up and she kicks me like, like quit talking. And the more she kicked me, the louder I got. And the Lord was like prophesying like a whole sermon. Like he was really prophesying. And he was also warning her. So <laughs> finally, finally. And then she was going around hitting everybody like, don't listen to this. Don't listen to this. It was just, it was a wild time. I had my eyes closed the whole time. And um, I can't remember what, Karen, were you there, Karen? Yeah, that was wild, wasn't it? Anyway, so afterwards, so the Lord, I finally stopped. And then she was, you could tell she was angry. And she was in the other room telling people not to listen to me or whatever. And um, I can't remember. I just know we finally left. This has never happened to me before, and it maybe ha it has happened to us once or twice since. When we got out in the driveway, leaving, our feet started shaking supernaturally, and that's what that scripture reminded me of. God was shaking our feet, and basically judgment was coming into that house. That woman died within a week or two, maybe even a week. And then, all, and I didn't curse her, all right? I didn't curse her. She already had cancer. But if she had listened to me and what God was saying through me, he probably would have healed her, to be honest. Well, then all the pastors in town all get upset with me. So they all decide, now, you cannot have a prayer meeting in your home without permission from your pastor. And everyone who's going has to get permission from their pastor that they can go. And all these pastors have to be in agreement that you could go. I'm like, y'all got to be kidding me. It's like... Let me just say, I don't think any of those churches, any of those pastors are even there anymore. I think most of those churches got destroyed. Maybe not all of them. I don't know what happened to that one. We'll ask you later. Anyway, so God's not going to put up with this stuff. These are all previews of what's coming up in a big way in the body of Christ. Amen? We need to be connected to the headship of Jesus Christ. We need to be led by the Spirit of God. We need to know God. We need to preach his word. We need to have his heart. We need to let him change us from glory to glory to glory. Amen. And if we go somewhere led by his spirit and we do what he says and they don't receive it, when you leave, he will shake your feet. How? You don't have to shake your feet. There was somewhere we saw somebody else who was really operating in the counterfeit. Later on, it was proved to be true. And it was very demonic counterfeit. And as soon as we, when we were in the meeting, it smelled like, it smelled like sewer. And we're like, God, what's that smell? Nobody else even knows. We're like, what's that smell? And Lord was letting us smell what it smelled like to him. And when we got outside the door, God shook my and Karen's feet really hard. We thought, oh, it's that anointing. And, and judgment did come on that person. And that person did die. And not from us. We don't do it. Amen. We're there to show, we're there to speak truth, we're there to intercede, we're there to pray. You don't play. I just want people to know, you don't play. Nobody's going to be playing when God starts really releasing his apostolic authority. Amen? There's going to come such a reverence for who he is and looking at the fruit in people's lives. And, the, and you won't be able to just decide what you want to believe and don't want to believe. You're going to have to believe his word and be led by his spirit. Amen? This cute little church social club in the U.S. of A. is being shaken. And I would say somewhere within the next few labor pains that are coming, it's going to be almost destroyed 
except for what's really people seeking the Holy Spirit. Amen? Seeking truth. I only want truth. I only want his word. Amen? I want to live for him, and if I die, it's, to, it's gain. Amen? I want to belong to him only. What else is worth living for, you guys? There's definitely not anything else worth dying for. Amen? What, what's so precious about your life? If you're born again, don't you know you live forever? It's time to just break free from all the fear and enter into who we are in Christ. Amen? It's time for adventures in God. Not just hearing other people's adventures in God, but having your own adventures in God. Amen? Not that you don't. Most of you have some. Amen? It's time for the young people to quit having adventures in sin and start wanting to have adventures in Christ. And really find out what living's all about. Amen? So he says, after having gone out of that house, shake off the dust from your feet. Truly I say to you. Now, when God says truly, do you know what that means? He means I mean it. God is saying, you know what? When somebody doesn't receive, when I send somebody full of my peace, when I send somebody with my word, when I send somebody proclaiming the kingdom of heaven who really knows me and they don't want it, they don't want to see, they, they say it's not, you know, and they're not worthy for you to even be there. He says, shake your feet and I'm bringing judgment that's going to be worse than what happened to Sodom and Gomorrah. Am I telling the truth? Did Jesus say this? He said it, didn't it? More bearable to the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in judgment day than for that city. So God is going to take us through seasons where he is going to have his people who know him beginning to shake their feet where, where places are not hearing him, where places will not receive him. This is pretty powerful, isn't it? It's pretty powerful that God's going to have an apostolic people that are going to go in to bring the kingdom of God, who are going to know him, walk with him, have love, joy, peace, goodness, kindness, long-suffering, patience, and have the authority as Holy Spirit shakes their feet to say, okay, they've heard, now this is coming down. We have a lot of events coming up, amen? We have a lot of events coming up in the next days, in these end times, amen? And we need to get in this word and understand this word and go really deep in this word, amen? How, how many can tell there's a new authority in, in even the teaching? Amen? There's this, whoa, there's like this, God is training up and equipping. This is not babysitting. Amen? And he, he amazes me with what he does. Now it goes on, he says, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. We need to be as smart as the devil, but harmless. Beware of men, for they betray you. They'll flog you. You'll be brought before governors and kings for my sake. Now listen to this. For a testimony to them and to the nations. But when they deliver you up, do not be anxious how or what you should say, for it is given to you in that hour what you should say. God wants us to begin to hear him so much. Now this, the, in, in the small scale, this applies when you got to go talk to your employer. This applies when you're going to be called in because somebody's lied about you. This applies if you've got to go to court for something. Amen? 
God's like, quit worrying about it. Walk with me. Do what I show you. Have your heart right. I will give you the words to say. I will give you the words to say. And I've experienced this so many times. Amen? So what, what, is, what is he requiring? Quit worrying about it. Grow in the anointing. Trust him. I'll say what I need to say when I need to say it. And then when he starts to speak out of you and show you what to say, guess what? Say it. Say it. Don't be intimidated. Don't be afraid. That's what he's, don't be afraid of them. Just say what I give you to say when I tell you to say it. He says, for you are not the one speaking, but the spirit of your father speaks in you. How amazing is that? God's like, I'm going to speak through you. I just want us to see what God has for us. Amen? How many want this? How many want, Lord, I want to do what you want, how you want, when you want. And if you want to say something, I, I do this all the time because I don't even want to try to figure it out. I don't want it to be me. I don't know what to say to somebody. I don't know what should be right. God, just you do it. When you really get to the end of you thinking it's about you, you'll get to a place that, God, just do what you want, how you want, when you want. Amen? Just, just do it. And then you believe him and you trust him and he will. And you're like, what if they don't like me? Well, good. He's not trying to get people to like you. He's trying to help people know him. Amen? Brother, Matthew 10, 21. Brother will betray brother to death. And the father, his child. How horrible. Children will rise up against their parents and will put them to death. And you will be hated by all on account of my name. But the one enduring to the end shall be kept safe. How come we don't hear these kind of scriptures preached? Amen? What is he saying? Hang out with me. Walk with me. Know me, not me, but the Lord. And if you endure to the end, I'll keep you safe. Does anybody in here want to be safe in these crazy days? He's telling us how. He's telling us how to be safe. Trust him. Walk with him. Get his fruit. Do what he's showing you. The one enduring to the end shall be kept safe. When they persecute you in this city, go to another. For truly I say to you, in no way will you have finished the cities of Israel until the Son of Man comes. A disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above the Lord. It is enough for the disciple to become as the teacher and the slave as his Lord. If they called the master of the house visible, how much more of those in the house? What Jesus is saying, just so we get this, as you walk with him and as you know him and as you study his word, expect what they did to him to be done to you. How much more in the last days? Go read the book of Revelations, amen? Read what Jesus warns. Everything Jesus was speaking, he was speaking it from that time all the way into his return, amen? And you could live in some nations and already be seeing this, amen? You could live in different times, like during the dark ages, and really see all this already, amen? How many know we're kind of entering into that place again? The enemy's trying to do that, amen? He's trying to do that. But God's showing us what to do. He says, he said, look, if they hated me and said I was operating in demonic spirits, they're going to say that about you. Well, has anybody else in here ever had them say that about you? Karen and I have. 
And everyone who said that about us lost their ministries and some of them died. I don't curse anybody. You just don't touch what God is doing. Amen? It's called the fear of the Lord. Not the fear of man, the fear of the Lord. Lord, I'm not, how many, if we want to get really serious with the stuff that's going on, we need to say, God, I'm not touching this. I'm not touching this. Yes, I'll discern and you'll have to show me by the fruit and I'll know what your word says, but I'm not, vengeance belongs to you, God, and I'm not touching and judging that's not my business. I got to stop reasoning. I've got to stop thinking I'm in charge of figuring this out. Amen? There's such freedom in that. There's such freedom to just do what God wants you to do when he wants you to do it and leave the rest to God. Amen? He goes on and says, you should not fear them. Now, this, this is something I really believe we could speak over our situation with this global takeover that's trying to happen. Amen? He says, you should not fear them. Why? Nothing is covered which will not be uncovered, hidden which will not be made known. This is a very powerful scripture to be praying right now over our nations. Amen? It's a very powerful scripture to be praying, Father, uncover everything they've covered and expose everything that they've hidden. How many have been praying that? How many have been seeing that? Seeing it and seeing it. Look at, look at some real news. Go to... Go to um, uh, Get off the main media and go to some real news. Fox is showing some these days. Right now, they just showed that the person who was running against Trump the first go-round, the people who uh, seem to have people disappear if they know too much, people who are very crooked, people who wanted somebody else to be the governor of Virginia, who oh, just got found out what the true president was saying all along, that they were being spied on even in the White House and being set up by our FBI and our CIA. And it's true. And most of the mainstream um, fake news will not say a word about it. This is a really very serious time that the enemy is really trying to destroy our freedoms. Amen? And we've got to stand up and pray. We've got to share these things. We've got to let people know. And not don't care if they don't like what you have to say. Amen. We need to wake up. We need to wake this nation up. Amen. We need to wake up things that are happening. Three young people. I'll just be honest. Three sports athletes who were playing basketball in the last few days. All of them were young black men between the ages of 15 and 17. Three. All died well, one is still alive barely, and two died of heart attacks after taking you-know-what. Completely healthy. Before. Dr. Campbell, who only goes by facts, he's totally not political, says that the rate of heart problems after you-know-what has gone up 133%. And it's mainly that the numbers are mainly affecting young athletes. There's probably something to do with that much stress they put on their bodies or whatever. And somehow this protein thing is attacking. And, and this is real research now coming out everywhere. So I personally do not, unless you know Holy Spirit is telling you, 
take a young person and make them go through you know what. And inside you got to talk in code so that you don't. That, doesn't that show something's wrong? <laughs> Amen. But isn't it cool how everybody knows the code? I'm just saying at this point, if you got to say, uh-uh, you're not playing sports. Uh-uh, you're not doing this. It's not worth it. And then we need to pray. We need to be thankful. You guys, if y'all don't thank God almost every single day that the governor we have is now the governor we have and divine protection from, you do not understand what we would be going through if God's people in this area, and especially, I'll be honest, this church did not know how to pray. Don't anyone think that the last two years we've wasted our time because most of our time has been spent on prayer. We've done more prayer than um, evangelism. We've done more prayer for our nation than going to the nations. Amen. But it has been the most powerful and needed thing Holy Spirit has ever had us involved in. Amen. Thank God for God. All right. So when, these are the kind of scriptures you find and you declare them. Right now, Lord, we just pray this over our heroes. We pray this over the people in politics, Lord God, who are finding truth. We pray this over truck drivers. Ho! We pray this over, Lord God, doctors and those who are standing up for truth. Lord, that they would know they should not fear them. Because, Lord, nothing that's been covered up will you allow to stay covered. And nothing that's hidden. And, Lord, in everything that's hidden, you will be made known. Father, we release this right now over our nation and the nations concerning every single thing to do with this strange virus. Ho! And the treatments for it, including the ouch. Lord, we ask you to move quickly that no one else risk their children's health in this demonic setup. We ask it in Jesus' name, amen. He says, what I say to you in the darkness, now listen to this, what the Lord's saying is, what I say to you when it's just you and God and he's whispering to you and he's showing you things and he's teaching you things, he says, what I say to you in the darkness, speak it out in the light. What you hear in the ear, proclaim it on the housetops. How many, how many know this is what we need right now? What God is revealing and showing, he wants us to shout it out. You need to speak it out. If someone says, well, I don't believe it, I say, no, it's, you need to look at this. You need to look at this. No, you need to understand. We are, we're fighting for our freedoms. We're fighting for our children and our grandchildren. You need to understand what's going on. Amen? You're supposed to shout it from the housetops. You're supposed to not sit there and not be afraid you're going to offend somebody. Offend them. But do it with the purpose to wake them up so that they can begin to be part of the answer and not part of going along with the enemy's plan. Amen? He says, and you should not fear the ones who can kill the body but cannot kill your soul. Rather, feel, fear the Lord who is able to destroy your soul and take your body, your soul and your body in hell. What's God saying in this hour? He's been saying this, but he's saying, be afraid of God, not man. He's basically saying, if they kill you, let them kill you. They can't take you to hell. But trust me, because he says, if, if you stay faithful and endure to the end, he's going to keep you safe. Amen? He's going to keep you safe. Amen? 
Then he goes on, not two sparrows sold for, that adds up to like a penny or something. Yet not one of them shall fall to the ground without your father. Even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Then do not fear, for you're more important than the sparrows. Everyone who shall confess me before men. Now look at this. Everyone who shall confess Jesus Christ before men. God will confess, Jesus will then confess you before the Father in heaven. This is such powerful teaching for end times, you guys. This is such powerful teaching for end times. Because we are coming into a place of an apostolic outpouring. We're coming into a place where God is going to reveal who he is through his sold out people. Amen. And the devil is going to do everything he can to stop it. And God says, don't be afraid of them. Trust me. Walk with me. Do what I say. I know you. I know how many. I know every hair on your head. Don't fear. Talk about me before men. Don't deny me. And I'll talk about you before my father. Whoever denies me before men, I will deny them before my father in heaven. We need to pray. We need to pray for our young people to get that strong and bold in God. Amen. We need to pray for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit that will saturate us and our loved ones and people who aren't as strong in their faith. Amen. To trust God, to stand up for God. We need to pray that right now over these truckers. Amen. We need to pray that over the politicians. We need These are the kind of scriptures, you guys, that you need to be praying and declaring and releasing in the spirit realm. Amen. Really. It's so funny, before every time I'd read the word, I'd see all the inner healing stuff, right? Now it's like everything he opens my eyes to. Let's take you to another layer of this. Let me show you my end time plan in here. Let me show you how to fight now. Let me show you how to believe now. How cool is God? That's why it's the living word, amen? And I'm so excited personally that we've moved into a new revelations that he's giving for us for now, even though they've always been here, amen? This is his emphasis on us for us here at this church at this hour he says um do not think that i came to bring peace on earth i did not come to bring peace i brought a sword i came to even divide a man against his own father daughter against her mother a bride against her mother-in-law once hostile to the man shall be those in his own house the one loving a father or mother more than me is not worthy of me the one loving a son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me what is God saying? He's saying this is coming a time where you have to choose me no matter what your parents say, no matter what your kids say. I have to become your everything. See, God is preparing us to not deny him. He's preparing us to stand. He's preparing us. And remember, he was saying this early, right? But look what Stephen the martyr had to go through right away. It wasn't that long after Jesus, you know, departed that the first martyr came for this very thing, right? And so we are just entering into that time before the church age ends. And, the, and it's all back about the Jews. Amen. And so God's saying, look, get ready. Because I'm gonna, I have to bring my apostolic power. I have to bring my bride forth in all her power and her glory and everything that glorifies me. It's got to happen. And Satan's going to do everything he can to try to stop it. That is the labor pains that we're in. Amen? How many are excited? 
I want to be that bride. Amen. I want to be that one that glorifies God. I want to be that bold. And I know he's not asking me to do it in my own strength. He's saying, get anointed, get the oil, hang out with me. Let me put the words in your mouth. Let me show you what to say and when to say it. You guys, if you ever, ever come into a situation where your brain goes, I can't do that. He's not asking you to do it. He's asking you to let him do it. And you don't need it till you need it. Amen? You don't want to pre-think it. Because you, your brain can't handle this. You know, my brain couldn't handle the night way back when the man came in the meeting saying he was Satan. <laughs> and he acted like he was going to kill me. In, in a conference hall. And I'm standing up on a chair like a nut preaching. And I felt like I had a big bullseye right here. And he had on a one of those Columbine kind of cults walking up the aisle saying he's Lucifer. And I watched God take angels. I didn't see the angels. I saw the man picked up and thrown into the wall. I couldn't see anything but the man go up in the air, hit the wall, and slide down. And he ran out. For real. I was, you know... Have you ever got where you're, you're so scared your legs are shaking, you know? So I'm trying to not have my knees are shaking. I'm trying not to have my knees shaking. Nobody else can really. People were looking back. We had a pretty big group that night. It was, it was at a conference center. But, but most people weren't seeing what, that he was cussing at me and coming right at me. But God knew. God had angels take that man, throw him against the wall, and he ran out of there. And we all started praying for him. Pray for his salvation. And we had a yay God time. Amen? I'm telling you, those kind of meetings are coming to the church. But we're not going to be afraid. The time we had the guy coming through that door, he thought he was escaping because he got behind the Bob fence. He was trying to rob cars out there. And so somebody ran out, so he came this way. I didn't know what was going on. He comes running in here. I'm up here preaching. He had to be shocked when he realized he was in the front of the church. And back then we had about 150 people to 200 people here. And he's like, so he sits right over there. And I'm like, oh, because somebody kind of somehow hinted to me about something going on in the parking lot. So I, I just walk over. I preach at this man for over an hour and a half. I preach about salvation. I preach about being forgiven. I preach about this stuff. And he had a getaway guy out there in the parking lot who was probably getting nervous. So then I had everybody come to light up and people were falling. That guy ran out the door so fast. Do you know he still tried to open my car door? So I didn't get anything. He got the gospel. I believe he got, I believe he saved. I believe he will not die unsaved. I believe he'll never forget what happened to him when he happened to wander into this little church. Amen? we got so many stories. Oh, my gosh. And who does not take up his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. The one finding his life shall lose it. The one losing his life on account of me shall find it. The one receiving you receives me, and the one receiving me receives him who sent me. The one receiving a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. A prophet's reward is hearing God for yourself. So until the church recognizes the prophetic anointing, that God still talks to people, that God instructs people, then they won't have that reward to know that they too can hear God and God instruct them and show them things. The one receiving a just one in the name of a just one will receive a just one's reward. 
Whoever gives only a cup of water to drink to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I say to you, in no way will you lose your reward. What is God saying? Everything you do, I'm watching. Everything you do, I'm watching. There's going to be rewards for everything you do to glorify me. Everything you do. If you even give water to a child in my name, I'm going to remember it. If you take food over to somebody and share the gospel, I'm going to remember it. If you uh, give up your seat on a bus and tell someone, no, you sit here, God's going to remember it. Amen? I want, you, judgment is not going to be what you think when he gives rewards. It's not going to be on who preached. Well. Anything that Benny Hinn does or Heidi Baker does or anyone else, uh, Billy Graham, they're not going to get rewarded any special way because they yielded to the Holy Spirit for their calling. Amen? You're going to get rewarded for every single little thing or big thing you do for his glory. And he's not going to be going, nobody's going to go, okay, well, you go over there where the little tiny rewards are given out. You know, that's for people who cook dinner for people who are just getting home from the hospital. And that's for people who, who babysat for somebody who really needed a babysitter. That's for the nursery workers. You're going over there. Over here, these are the big awards. They're going to go to the preachers. No, no, it's not going to be like that. It's not going to be like that. It's going to be like, I saw that time. I saw that time that you stopped everything and hugged your child when they needed you more than anything else and told them how much I loved them. I saw that time that you stopped somebody from picking on somebody uh, at the playground. I saw that time. Does everybody get this? God sees all that. He keeps track of all that. He's saying, I know that. And he's saying, I recognize when you choose me above your mother, your father, your children, your spouse. I get it when I am more important to you than anyone else, and I reward you. That's the kingdom, you guys. That's the kingdom. Tonight, we preach the kingdom, amen? Tonight, we preach the kingdom. When we take this kingdom kind of message, we can lay hands on the sick, and they will recover, amen? They'll be healed. We can cast out demons. So we're going to end with this. If I know... I already know most of you, so I've already talked to you about areas in your life where you've been getting healed and going to retreats and all that. So we've done the, we've done the part. If any of you are sick, go to the elders. Amen? But tonight, I think God wants to demonstrate how this kingdom understanding. So if you need healing, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to spend a lot of time. I'm going to believe that God is going to heal you. You're going to get healed. You receive it. You hang on to it. Amen? And you believe it. Now, if you love this teaching, then you better say you love this teaching. Then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there, and there's a resource uh, library there. And also, check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster Beauty for Ashes Ministry. We'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic. God bless you.